Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. And this one's awesome. It's with Rod and Brittany from Scott's A1 Barbecue in Columbia, South Carolina. I've been watching them from afar for so long, and I've wanted to talk to them. But then I got an additional nudge when I talked to Joe from Ministers of Smoke, and he said that their ribs were the best he's had in the entire country. And after listening to this, you're going to know why the ribs are so great, the brisket's so great, the oxtails are so great, the sides are so great. You're going to learn about how much time and effort and love and compassion they put into their food, into what they're doing. And also there's so many little interesting tidbits about what Rod does. It's just, it's fascinating and inspirational. A lot of people like to contact a bunch of people in the barbecue world if they're starting a barbecue business. He went at this on his own, headway, figuring things out on his own. It's super fascinating. I know you're gonna love it. I can't thank them enough for taking the time as a couple to sit down and talk to us. So be sure to follow them on social media so that way you could have some of their food. So remember to stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint. Good afternoon, guys. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing really well. I'm excited to talk to you guys. And and what's funny is I've wanted to talk to you for a long time. And then Joe from uh, Ministers of Smoke, he said that your ribs, and I think I, I think I even told you that, your ribs were his favorite for anywhere in the entire country, which was <laughs> high <laughs> yeah. praise. That's really high praise. That's amazing. Yeah, and they say he came here pretty much two years ago, and it's still, like, fresh on his mind like that. And when he told me that, you know, you kind of blow it off like, yeah, okay, whatever, you're from Texas. <laughs> so I wasn't really taking it too serious. When he said it again in the interview, I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He really means what he's saying about this product. Little old me in Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> to clarify, because you're in Columbia, but is that is there also East? Eastover or something? Did I read that too? Or is that close to Columbia? Or? That's where I'm from. Did you both grow up in South Carolina? Yes. yes. Close by? Columbia for me. And Eastover for me. Eastover is about 20 minutes away from Columbia. What is Columbia like? And what's Eastover like? Is it a smaller town than Columbia? Very small town. Very country style town. Everybody knows everybody. Family oriented. A lot of barbecue is basically the roots of Eastover. That's where it that's pretty much where all this nucleus kind of built from mm-hmm. east of it. And Columbia is just a bigger version of that. <laughs> it's not for real. For real? Yeah, yeah it's but city. it's pretty much the same. Everybody knows everybody. Is Columbia growing? Is it? Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. A little too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a little bit too much. Well, that's. I think that's the case for every, for everywhere. But it's but especially smaller towns. It, it is a shame. It's it's important, I guess, for the economy for. The, for growth, but it does, you know, it takes away some of that, you know, the specialness of a small town. So were you guys, because I've, I've read different things about you guys. Barbecue was part of your family traditions, right? Yes. Correct, correct. So uh, my grandfather and his brother, so they both had, well, my granddaddy, he would only cook hogs for uh, 4th of July. We would raise hogs, grow his vegetables and fruit with my grandmother, and she would make the hash and the sauce and all the sides, the cakes. And my grandfather, my dad, and my uncles, they would uh, cook the hog on a brick pit over coals. You know, they would burn the wood barrel down, and I was a kid running around seeing this. And every time I smell a whole hog cooking, it takes me back to, like, five, six years old and I'm 38 years old and every time I smell it, it almost brings a tear to my eye because my I lost both my grandparents about oh, five sorry. years ago. Mm. And it's ironic we're doing this interview today. 
that my grandmother's anniversary five-year mark is today. Oh, wow. Wow, that's yes. well, it's amazing how a smell can bring you back. It's a powerful thing. You don't realize how lucky that is, too, to... I'm sure you do realize. I didn't have... Like, a lot of people have had that tradition of cooking hogs on every 4th of July. That's a... What a neat family tradition. Oh, yeah. You would... uh Basically, he would isolate the hog and I uh, guess he would fatten it up a little bit more for the family. That was just normal. Like, we were excited. We knew 4th of July what was going to happen. It, it's a very graphic story, but, you know, <laughs> basically, you would kill the hog. And yeah. Well, that's, yeah. They, they would process it and clean it and, you know, prepare it. And it was just, like, the best experience in the world. And I kind of, I, I, I would say I kind of took it for granted because... You're a child and you don't know any better. Yeah. But I just wish I could just share like, you know, a few seconds, few minutes, right? Share these special moments that I kind of have pretty much by myself now with, you know, my granddad, his brothers. He had two brothers that had two small barbecue restaurants also in East. Oh. It was tradition, strong tradition, and it's just embedded in me. And now I look back on all that stuff that I was doing as a child around barbecue and seeing all this stuff and i never in a million years would have guessed <laughs> i would have took this on like this yeah never. that's a common thing that people say it does sometimes <laughs> but it's but you, know, you never know where you're going to end up and you mm. followed your passion Brittany, did you have a like a tradition of that in your families too it's kind of the same but i didn't grow up with the actual hog cook Mm-hmm. barbecue um i actually just watched my grandmother and my mother all those years in the kitchen and so i've kind of taken on those things for my entire family we're us as a whole now yeah um our sides and baking and things like that it just has turned into uh, it's what we do That's we love to entertain so it just came natural to us as well and it's it's enjoyable we find the greatest piece in it there's something you're giving of yourself it's it's a very special that that offering of food and sharing of food it's that's not there's nothing like it so they were really good cooks right oh yeah everybody loved it and i kind of have pieced together traditional things from his side as well as my side um and then tied of course how we like our food now because even after growing up some things you didn't like Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so it comes natural like mm-hmm. we just enjoy creating new things and feeding people the way to a person's heart is through their stomach. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. How did you, so how did you guys meet? Did you meet because you Ooh. guys were, yeah, is that a <laughs> long story? Uh, yeah. What's, what's the semi shorter story? Through, through our siblings. Yeah, through yeah our we siblings. met through our siblings, 2005, four, and we've always been connected, but then. We got older and we got really connected. (laughs) (laughs) We're together right now. So So 2004, 2005 is when you guys officially met. But then when did you guys get? 2017. Oh, 2017. What did you think your past, both of your past would be? It would be family and business related. I am a, listen, I wear many hats in my family. So I was long, (laughs) I was destined to be my own boss, (laughs) but either it was going to be something with helping people with my hands and my heart. That's just what I do. I care people right now. I am still 
the administrator for home health, home health care. So it was bound to be either health care or food. I, I know that very well, Brittany, because I, I deal with a lot of home, because my mom has had both knees replaced, both shoulders, back, two back shoulders. So we've yeah. had home health care every time you, we deal with a different one. Yeah. So, similar but different. That's an important job. And that's also, it's a different type of stress. It's a, but also you're helping people in the biggest way because that's a, it's a challenge when you're bringing people home from things and dealing with home health care. That's a, that's a challenge. And you're juggling emotions and people scared of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. Wow. My hat goes off to you. That's, uh, you. <laughs> no, that's a, you're a good person for that. That's because I've dealt with a lot of people in your position and I know oh, how yeah. important it is. That's so, so thank you for what you do. Gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And then Roderick, do you go by Roderick or Rod or both? Or? Rod, Scott, Roderick. I got many names. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, initially thought I was going into the military. I did three years in ROTC I took up uh, AutoCAD, doing like floor plans, uh, houses. I took up that for three years in high school. Mechanic work was kind of like embedded in around me as well, just like the barbecue because my dad has his own body shop and stuff like that. So I grew up around cars and guys with cars, motorcycles and all kind of stuff you can name, gearheads. So I'm a real true gearhead. Okay. So that's why I'm currently a mechanic now, because it's part of who I am. Mm-hmm. It was probably one of those three. Did you think that you'd be popping up on the like every other week at a, for a barbecue, right? I, well, I, gra- I graduated in uh, 2003. So, you know, being that young, that's what, two, 20 years ago. Yeah, wow. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see this at all. And the spot that we go to normally... On Garnisphere right now, I passed by there a million times, and that was never a thought in my mind. <laughs> Barbecue <laughs> either. I mean, I would cook on the grill and uh, get family together. Like, you know, I'm kind of like her in the male form for my family as she is for her family. Everybody would, you know, always tell me my food was good. I used to cook direct over charcoal and over a little $100 char griller grill. And I would make some of the best stuff you can ever name, just basically gambling, cooking, not knowing no better what I was doing. Didn't know nothing about, you know, internal temperatures or none of that stuff like I know now. I used to boil my ribs and I would put them on charcoal, get them good and char, and everybody loved it. I did. I just didn't know, you know, back then. I mean, I'm talking... 2008 2009 you know it, it was always there in some kind of way yeah no my mom boiled ribs and then finished them off on the grill and it was you great know what you, you know what you're doing there good <laughs> yeah definitely. definitely yeah but, but it's not, I'm, I'm, i don't do that no more that's that's <laughs> seen the past yeah, we're not we're not saying that that's how you do it now we're just saying oh, no. that, that was a, a process so then how does this grudge you guys get a, a bigger pit or something and then decide to do catering things or how did how does this evolve from that it, st- it started small and it was an idea because you know we always pretty much we uh supply the food or either cooking you know for everybody all the time and it was like you know parties and stuff at home we always kept saying we should sell plates we should sell plates and it was just something we would talk about over and over we never moved on it. We just sat on it for a while. 
And one day I just started writing down names for the business at work. And I had like 20 names and I sent it to her. I'm like, what do you think about this? And she disagreed on a lot. And uh, <laughs> we eventually came down to one in particular. I think it was two. It's basically the name that we have now. So I got a uh, Traeger grill like a few months before that. And that kind of re-sparked my interest in barbecue when I got the Traeger. And I thought it was the most amazing thing in the world. <laughs> Not knocking Traeger. But I moved on that and I started doing pop-ups with the Traeger grill. And I actually got a bigger oh. model. I think it was the Timberline to go with it. And I had a, a solar generator and we would go set up. And that's how we started doing pop-ups, basically off pellet grills. Wow. And did we you... did that for, I believe, a year and a half. And we just kind of winged it and went after it. But uh, I also remember seeing uh, the big propane tanks on Instagram. And I just couldn't understand what it was because we're not used to that down here. We're mm -hmm. used to charcoal. Yeah. So I just... You know, I started doing research on it. I think I came across Aaron Franklin and John Lewis and stuff like that. I dug deeper, went down this rabbit hole of wood-based barbecue. Went to Lewis Barbecue, ate the brisket, and I was like, what is this? And then I found out that it was beef because I never knew what brisket was. We're foreign to brisket. That's amazing. And I honestly, I think the first piece of brisket I ever had was from firehouse and i, I also oh. thought good at that particular time basically the volume grew and it grew and it grew but when i ate that brisket and tasted that wood smoke flavor i was like oh i got to do something different it, so it changed you yes i always wanted to kind of work whole hog in but i never got around to it and it's just it just grew so big it just grew so big the demand grew and from the little small traeger <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. 500 gallon. I never cooked on one a day in my life. So I got it from Austin Smokeworks. Which is great company. And I, when I got it, I was slightly intimidated by it. I didn't cook on it for a week. It sat in the backyard. I would go out there and look at it. I wouldn't even cook on it. I was like, man, I'm going to mess something up. You know, I already had wood dried out and ready to go. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, so that Saturday after I got it, I got it the day before Mother's Day. I remember this so particular. I bought, I think, sausage and ribs or something like that. And I just went at it. And I basically taught myself how to cook on offset. Wow. Without like probably what you weren't even watching videos and things. You just learned. So it seems like you learned my feel. You, you were doing that early on. Yes. Yes. So you so have just, that in you. It just grew from there. And you learn so many techniques and tricks when you're cooking on the offset. Everybody always, you know, it kind of, I used to get a slight slander about, um, well, all you're doing is throwing wood, but I would promise you it's not that. It's so many factors in cooking on all that it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. This early stages, you were you popping up at a place that you were allowed to pop up, or were you going to just a random place, or how was... Famous X spot we're going to right now. Oh, so it's called something ferry or something, or... Well, yeah, that's, that's the, the road. road, yeah. Oh, that's the road, okay. So it, it has a, a huge parking lot next to a McDonald's, and Garner's Fair is basically a four-lane highway going into Columbia and going out. So it's like a like a main stretch, pretty much. So a lot and, of traffic. Oh, a lot of traffic. And so people, it's open, so there's no trees. 
So people have no choice but to see you. There's a Walmart. So, you know, everybody <laughs> goes to Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thousands and thousands of people. Wait, so, but how did were you? How did how did you talk to them? Uh, like, how did you set this up? If so, for someone that's listening to this or watching this right now that wants to start a pop up, did you have to ask the people that own the land, or did you just? Or how did, yeah. You should. You yeah, should. you should, right? Yeah. So you got permission and you did that, and it was slowly getting. Were you doing? Did you have an internet? I mean, an Instagram account at the time? Yes, like, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Instagram account. It was a A1 logo I Googled and put it as pretty much the picture. And so that's when I started getting creative because I'm I'm also into art and stuff like that too. So basically that where the flow plan stuff come from because when I grew up, I used to draw all the time and his art was like a big factor in my life. So I actually designed all my logos along with one of my good friends, Alex. He puts it together. I send him ideas. And we'll work off one another. So we just received logo number three, and we're trying to get shirts going for the business as well. You should definitely, and have yes, them, have them online maybe. That'd be nice if you could. Oh yeah. Well, do you get a chance that you just have a sketchbook and keep it around, and or do any more drawings, or do you, are you <laughs> too busy? I don't. I don't have much time to draw anymore. Yeah. I really don't. You know, mechanic work and cooking. I cut my own wood. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I, I do a lot, so I don't really have time to do simple stuff like that anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't have did honestly. Yeah, well, you'll have the you'll have the time. Hopefully, maybe years from now, a decade from now, maybe that's right. We all like there's, but it is important. Like that's a that's something too. Like it's a muscle that you have to keep using. I just. True. Yeah, I don't. I can't do. I can't really draw. Like I could. I could draw abstract things or take abstract. <laughs> yeah. so, so I see stuff that people do, and I go, I could do that. But it's like doing it is what you have to actually do it. You can say, oh, yes. I could do. Yeah. It's a talent. It's, it's it, a talent. it is a talent. So, so as you're progressing, you guys have pretty good lines now. Is it a pretty big? Yeah. Okay. So, what are people expecting tomorrow? A line? Yeah, we recently. Had somebody give us some kind words on a post on Facebook. It was their first time trying, I think, trying us at their recent pop-up. And when I say they went crazy over those oxtails. Oh, yeah. I read that. We started (laughs) doing oxtails. And so I do expect a line, a a real line tomorrow. Now, we always have a few people in the parking lot just kind of waiting on us to open either they pre-ordered or they saw the smoke in the smoker <laughs> mm-hmm. but i think tomorrow's gonna be a little different if i'm if i'm honest i'm a little little nervous yeah because i feel like there'll be a lot of new faces oh yeah um based off that post but nothing we can't handle and also people are there nine nine thirty in the morning wanting food yeah it's it's crazy it's <laughs> we've I'm moved like, the time up like a you're... couple times <laughs> You don't want breakfast, you just want barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Like in the morning. Yeah. That's exciting, though. That yeah. People, yeah, will stand in line or come to you that early to make sure they get your product. Yeah. So that's what drives us. That's what keeps us going. That's special. That's really cool. That's a, that's amazing. Do you guys officially open at 11 or is it 1030 or 1030? Yeah. yeah. But there'll be people there like 9, 930. 945. Mm-hmm. 945. Mm-hmm. Trailing. And then do you guys cook? Is this something I don't know? You don't want to say, do you cook at your house and then bring it over or do you cook there at that place or how? Both. 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 Okay. What kind of menu are you serving? Because you said oxtails, which those look spectacular. Brisket. 
Hmm. Brisket, ribs, pulled pork, smoked turkey wings, smoked turkey wings, cabbage, mac and cheese, smoked beans, green beans, hash and rice, hash and rice. Yeah, wow. tomorrow. Can you describe the the cabbage and the hash and rice for people? Like, how, is there is that a family recipe? Cabbage is just it's what I grew up on. I base my I do not like prepared already prepared foods. I have nothing against it, but I just believe in serving people what I had, what I've experienced as a child. And everybody seems to love that. Like I said earlier, I base our food off of what we like, because if it's not off of what we like, I, I, I wouldn't expect anybody else to eat it. So everything is pretty much made from scratch. I don't buy cabbage from a food a truck. I don't buy collard greens from a food truck. You know, not knocking that, but that's... You're not buying it in a bag already yeah, prepped, yeah. yeah. You won't say you taste our food so much of anywhere else. How is cabbage? Because I love cabbage, but I don't know how you guys... Boiled. It. Is it it's pretty boiled? Much boiled on top of the stove. You can, of course, you can have it either way, fried. Yeah, but I was steamed. I would say steamed more so than boiled. And just seasoned with love. <laughs> 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 secret love that's a secret spice no that's that's no that's great that's cabbage actually that's because a lot of people don't have cab people have co- like a coleslaw i guess and there's cabbage in that but it's it's not the same people that's a great thing that cuts with the richness of things that's oh, yeah. smart oh yeah well i thought with oxtails because most people like cabbage with oxtails whether it, oxtails are with gravy or whether you However you've cooked them, they just seem to pair well. So I said, let's try it. This is actually our first time having cabbage. Tomorrow. Oh, it is? Okay, okay. Well, that's cool, too. So yeah. when we go other places, if I get oxtails or when you, because I wouldn't order it. I don't order that kind of stuff. When I front, you're making, yeah, you're that it would be cabbage. Oh, yeah. I'm a simple eater, but I do like everything that I grew up on. But I'm not a big, I eat what he eat. If he... <laughs> If you try it, I'm gonna try it. But, but it's not. But the the cabbage isn't a. It's not a Jamaican style. But that's. But no. that, yeah, yeah. It's, it's southern. It's southern style. Southern. Like something that goes with the oxtail. Yeah. You put it over your rice. Yeah. You can eat it by itself. It's gonna be juicy. It's gonna be flavorful. So. Mm-hmm. And hash and rice. Can you explain that to people? Because a lot of people haven't had that before. Hash is uh. It's basically a stew of pork. It's like cooked down into like a gravy, but it's chunky with, you know, like meat chunks in it mm-hmm. or, but it's like cooked down. So it's like broken down, like fine. So when you eat it over rice, it's like a combination, pretty much like to pull pork is like French fries to a burger as barbecue okay. stuff. It's completely necessary and pretty much it's a Carolina thing. Yeah, so I was just mustard based. Mustard you can get it other places, not right. Yeah, there's people that cook it other styles, but uh, mustard to me is just like the king. Like, it's nothing better than mustard based hash. Wow. I need, I can't wait to try it because I've never had it before. I've, I haven't been to South Carolina, but I've been to North Carolina. I used to go a lot for business, but I've, and I, I never had hash and rice there. I'd, I guess my biggest thing was hush puppies. I'd never had hush puppies before. And that was something. And I, that's that. Is that a Carolina thing too, uh, or more North Carolina? I get. I mean, I've seen some guys do it, but I, I would think it's more of North Carolina. Interesting. We don't t- we don't really see that too much in South Carolina. Or in like low country. Yeah, probably low country, more toward the coast. And you guys have Brun- Brunswick stew is South Carolina, right? Yeah, that's that's more towards the coast too. So, can you explain the, how you prepare the oxtails? 
because that's something too people haven't had. You've a lot of things that people haven't had before. So it's, it's a lot. It's a lot behind that, but uh, it's um basically they're smoke. I kind of cook to color on those, so I don't want them too dark. But you know, you have to give it a lot of time to break down. Similarly, in the style of you know, basically cooking brisket in a mm -hmm. sense, but you got like smaller chunks. It's more to it, you know, that I do. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to know like yeah. I don't want to know the <laughs> yeah. secret. I'm more so like how would if, he, if someone tried it, what would it taste like? Ooh, it it's like kind of like beef rib meets beef stew meets brisket is the best way I can explain it. Yeah, yeah. it has a, a fat ring on the outside that you have to trim down so you hit the fat first kind of the same sense with brisket it's like mm. the same exact thing in a sense but it tastes totally different than just brisket alone it has its own unique flavor and it's strange you know it's coming off the same animal mm. and it has a totally different flavor i mean i guess you could say the same about boston butts and whole hogs sure. like when you cook a boston butt versus cooking a whole hog they're night and day night and day i think i've had oxtail but it was cooked like in an oven i imagine it wasn't if you ever have stewed or crock pot that's yeah what i was raising i don't even really care to eat them that way no more i only mm -hmm. like them smoking now <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> and there's a sauce like that you have is it a well you have to braise them i have a concoction okay. you know that uh i base them in okay. you know i i can't I, I don't really. want people to know. I don't want. I don't yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't speak on it. <laughs> I got definitely got to keep that one in safe. I well, have, because, yeah, because it's so special too. Oh yeah, it's very special, and everybody always gives the high praise on those. Like they have never had any oxtails that taste like this in their life, and it was something a random thought in my mind. But I saw Matt Horn cooking them, uh -huh. but he was cooking whole oxtails. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I remember. So I, we don't get whole oxtails over here. I've never seen them anyway. And I just started playing with it one day and just randomly got something that tasted good, but it wasn't quite where it is now. And I've tweaked it probably five, six times and to come up with the formula I have now, and now it has its own unique base of what it is. And it's, it's amazing. Wow. It really is. So do you think those will sell out first tomorrow? They're going to fly. Between that and the brisket. <laughs> that and the brisket. Yeah. People buy them by the pound. So I sell them by the pound. Sell them on the plate. You know, however they want them. You guys set up some little tables out there? Or do people sit on their in their cars? or, or is <laughs> Oh, they will sit in their car. But we, we don't set any tables up okay. because we care so much right now. And we have a load when we go. <laughs> I take my smokers down. Well, at least one of them. I got a. 1,000 also, so I have two, but I take that one. 1,000 from uh, Austin Smokeworks? Or? Yep, both for Austin Smokeworks. Wow. So you're, okay. so you're obviously, we'll get to it, but you're obviously planning on doing more than just what you're doing. Because, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I want to talk about your ribs because Joe brought up your ribs. And can you, what, is there anything special you're doing or is it just putting in the hours and you just, what do you think? What do you think makes your rib so special? I honestly would have to say it's a three part thing. And I would say one part is me. One part is the smoker. And the other part is the wood, how I age my wood. You know, a lot of guys, they buy their own, but I uh, I cut and age my own wood in a certain manner. 
And every time I cook, you know, it just it gives off this amazing aroma. And I, I, I got age sections. So basically I go to like today I went to my year old section and I cooked off of that one. And I have some that are a few months old, some that's a year old, uh, some that's a year and a half old. So I got all these different things. So if I want a more potent smoke, I go to my younger stack. And that's a real hard hitting smoke, you know. So I, I kind of mix and mingle with my wood a certain kind of way. So I don't just do, you know, uh, I'm going to use this cord and just let it be. I mix and mingle with my wood. How did you learn that? <laughs> Self-taught. Practice. Just doing random stuff. Random I love that. I love random. that so much. That is one thing about him. He's going to <laughs> work at it, work at it, work at it. He's not going to be defeated. And it's so inspirational. But, yeah. So inspirational. That inspires me. It makes me think I have to rethink some of the things I'm doing. And I'm sure people yeah. are, are listening to this going, I don't pay that much attention to wood. We also forgot turkey wings are on the menu tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, that was be great. I don't think we said smoked turkey wings. Hmm. I forget. I don't know. So do you have the wood at your house? Like, is it all, it's all sectioned off? I got it all sectioned off. I got um, some on crates. Some on four by four stacked up with um, T posts. I got them pretty much sectioned off. And I, at first, I used to write down which section was how old, and then it just became norm of knowing. I actually have some um, some pecan that I just cut up uh, two weeks ago, and um, I mix pecan and I mix oak. That's a, that's another fact also. Does it matter if it gets rained on or weather wise? Like, does that? Do you cover it if it's raining or do you, does, it, does it matter? Like, how does that, because it does it absorb enough moisture or it doesn't during, absorb? During the uh, aging process, I just let the natural elements beat it down for six to eight months before I even touch it. So um, I'll just let it sit out there uncovered. And the, the, the piles that I'm going to use or the section that I want to use, should I say, I would cover it with a tarp or either I would uh, put them on the smoker the week before, before it rains. And I just oh, let them there. That's and a good idea. There's any, like, I don't have any dry wood. I would take my wet wood and I would put it all the way toward the, the fire at the back of the smoker where I normally don't cook anything on the last door. And I'll let the, pretty much the heat dry out the wood and I'll cycle it out. So I'm going to always have dry wood. So it's, it's interesting because a lot of people talk about fire management and they talk about their fires but they don't talk about the wood as much or treat it like the way that's I, i'm impressed yeah like you Brittany, you said i'm inspired that's do you think that some of what you're doing is because you're a mechanic like is because you have that mind like you'll see a problem like there's a problem someone comes in with a problem or they have a and then you have to solve it right is, is that yes. it's it, yeah it's, it's definitely part of it um I've always kind of been a technical guy, even, you know, as a young boy. So um, it just basically morphed into a monster. And that's where we at now. Yeah, I mean, I, I never thought about it in that manner until I started talking to someone else about it. And, it, and they're blown away. Like what you're saying right now, they were like, how did you figure this out? Or who taught you that? Or, you know, I always get that every time. I'm like, it's this stuff I just randomly thought of but because there's guys that are on like these big text chains with other pit masters 
at, like sharing questions, answers, and things, and, and you're just out of here figuring it all out on your own. Yeah, I've just freestyled it all. And that speaks to what you're doing. Don't you also bring, you make desserts too, right? I do. I started with, we like to call it Sweet Emily Pound Cake. Now, that is his great aunt, but my grandmother also was a big baker. I also lost my grandmother the same year he lost his granddad. Uh. And I was able to obtain all of her baking dishes and things of that nature. Okay. So what makes my baking experience so special is because I use her thing, her baking utensils, but some of her her um, recipes as well as Sweet Aunt Emily, that pound cake is what started me on this journey. And it has just got, my grandmother used to make a rainbow pound cake for Christmas. <laughs> And Aunt Emily gave me just a regular pound cake to try her recipe. And so I have intertwined the two and made my own recipe. And it has just been blossoming. Oh, <laughs> it's I, just, I love pound cakes so much. Yes. <laughs> so from there I have, now it's cupcakes. It's red velvet is my new customer favorite. And I'm just growing. I am evolving i'm ever evolving sounds like it. it sounds like something that you're passionate about too oh yeah oh yeah like i said i love to help people i love to feed people because you get you really truly can see how they feel i don't know it's just that's just where we are that's how special are people people are so lucky in columbia because this is like everything you guys are doing you're doing from scratch, you're doing from your own device, like you're creating these, like you melded two different recipes together to create mm -hmm. that recipe. And you care so much about what you're putting out. That's just, that's just, because you know, you see sometimes I'll drive by something and I'm, I wonder like if like there'll be something set up and I'm like, I wonder if the guy, he just wants to make money. Yeah. Like he just wants to make some money. And I, I, I respect that. Like they want to make money. That's their life. But you're you just, care. you got to care about 110% every single time yeah one ingredient is missing don't make it yeah. don't make it and don't try to basically cheap the process <laughs> mm -hmm. using you know if you started with you know a, an expensive ingredient you need to stay with that expensive ingredient because if you go to mcdonald's you know it has a certain flavor of french fry mm -hmm. that's what you're going to expect every single time so if you don't get that then it's going to sway you away from it. So basically, we live on consistency. We want you to have the same experience every, every time. single time. And the recipes are done the same exact way every single time. Was there a learning curve for people for brisket in your area? Oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. That uh, by the pound, it's still slightly a little here and there. But by the pound and what is brisket and uh, why does it look burnt? Oh, man, we oh we got it so bad at first. You know, people didn't understand it. So I started giving out samples of it. And wow. once I give you that sample, the fish is on the hook. I got yeah. you. Uh -huh. Yeah. So that's how I kind of worked it. And, you know, word of mouth, it began to spread. And I would post videos of the brisket online all the time because I would practice cooking on a random Saturday. I would go to Sam's and get me one brisket, practice it. I'd get up early Saturday morning, mess it up. 
try another one the next weekend. I was spending so much money on brisket. I'm like, this is not it. You know, giving it away. Uh, turkey was the same exact way. So it was like I had to keep cooking it, you know, putting your reps in. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you just get, you know, in the blank of an eye. It, it just it just grew. And I started learning new techniques and things to do, you know, all off being self-taught. And, you know, after a while, pretty much I was like 90 percent where I needed to be on brisket. And I began talking, you know, to other guys online and. You know, it was small things that I just wanted to tweak. And, you know, I got some advice from different guys. Yeah. Um, it helped me out to get to that 100% mark that I was always shooting for. And I finally got it. Nice. That's awesome. But it, but it does. There's, and there's things that if someone's been doing it for 10 years before yeah. you, you know, there's there's something about that that doesn't it doesn't hurt it doesn't take away from how tenacious and, and how dedicated you are and how delivered so you're popping up every two weeks at this place yes so then throughout the holidays will that say the same are you looking in this area for a spot or is that secret <laughs> with within probably of that area I probably would say maybe uh. 10 mile radius of that location more towards the city okay you know maybe 10 15 miles something like that but is this something that you think maybe 2024 would happen we're keeping our fingers crossed and we've been looking and uh the you know the commercial real estate market is it's insane it's insane yeah it's it's through the roof and i'm like i don't understand how you're supposed to even you know obtain such a thing with the numbers that we've been seeing yeah. So it's not, you know, a walk in the park. Kind of wish we moved on this like years and years ago. I'm talking about we've been doing this for five years. I wish I started 10 years ago. Yeah. And I would have, you know, been able to basically defeat that. Stuff would have been way cheaper, basically. So now it has to be kind of a perfect situation to, to make yeah. sense. Yes. So, you know, of course the lot size for the smokers is one of the most critical things mm. that I got to have because I, I would not cook any other way. You know, I would have to have offsets, space for the offsets, you know, in case you wanted to do, you know, a festival at your 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 spot, you want to have enough land for stuff like that. Yeah. Decent building, you know, it doesn't have to be anything major, you know, but, you know, just enough, you know, if you can seat a few people to go, stuff yeah. like that. Are you doing whole hog now? Well, I do whole hog for family on the 4th of July. Yeah, I kind of inherited my granddad's uh, tradition pretty much. And you build the pit? My wife bought me a pit um, for my birthday. What's that, last last year? She bought me a whole hog uh, cooker Ah. for my birthday. And uh, we went to Holy Smokes last year, and I saw all the BQs and stuff out there, and I was like, I got to get back into whole yeah, hog. So it was a year before last. Yeah, when well, we went to the, Okay. Because then you talked about it all the way up. Yeah. And you got it. <laughs> so we got off the bus at Holy Smokes. I mean, it was smoke everywhere. And the smell of whole hog, I mean, it blew my mind because I'd never seen. I don't think I ever been to a barbecue festival before that. eyes get this big. I was like, oh, my God. And, you know, I almost shed a tear, you know, because I just instantly stuff oh, like that i'm i'm that little kid all over again 
So it, it, it's something that really touches me. But I did one for the 4th of July this year, last year. Wanted to do one the year before that. Long story, but I didn't do that one. Yeah. So I would have had three under my belt. And um, I'm thinking about maybe doing one in December. Yeah, I want to. I wanna, and the one we did for the 4th of July to say it was my third one, I honestly haven't had whole hog that tasted like that probably since my grandfather passed. Uh, so it'd be nice to you know recreate that for the holidays. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Uh, I want to bring that, you know, to the stage, like um, kind of the same way I do brisket, just bring it as whole hog. I would trim the menu down and uh, bring whole hog since that's a more intensive labor job of cooking whole hog. Oh yeah. M most definitely. You're the one in line. That's you were with Daniel in line, right? Somewhere. Yeah, that was me. That was me. Where that was it? Me. Where was this? Was that John G's or something? Or no, we was at uh Robbie's City Limits. Oh, so were you at in line at okay City Limits? Okay, okay. Yeah. So we uh got up that morning and uh I've been talking to Robbie for a while now. We would message each other all the time, and we were supposed to get up a long time ago. And we, I said, let's go to Robbie's spot today, and um, we went over there. And I think Dylan texted me or something before I got there. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to Robbie today. You know, so, you know, it was surprising that he texted me. He didn't even know I was going. So we was over there talking. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Was it right now? So, yeah, we went there and it was a nice line. I'm sitting there. I think I was drinking a beer or something and look up and I see Daniel Vaughn. I'm like, man, I've been following him for years. <laughs> So I'm. I, it's kind of hard for me to, you know, approach somebody because I don't know them personally. Yeah. But once you you pretty much open the door, it's on, <laughs> and, and we clicked instantly. And I'm like, man, it's so cool. You know, somebody you never thought you would meet, and then he all, he pretty much bought all the food. We got to eat with him. Oh. like it was like perfect place, perfect time scenario. Yeah, it was definitely fun, and Robbie has some good food. Yeah, he has really good food, and it's, yeah. and he's such a great guy. And that's and that was at his new spot, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, that's what did he? Did Daniel bring his kid, or was he just by himself? No, he was by himself. Because <laughs> sometimes <laughs> as a child, whatever he always says was, but it's so that's left him. Their they, their family was somewhere, and he they had been a few places, and because it was the summertime, and I think they went, they took the kids somewhere, and then he kind of shout out for a second to come up with different a few different places in the area and then you told them to go to fork grove right yeah i asked him um i think i went on his instagram before he got there because i got slight wind that he was gonna be there <laughs> he might come people do yeah so uh i went on his page and i saw he was in uh greenville i didn't see dylan on his uh story and i mentioned something to him i was like man you gotta go try him out he, he can get down with, with the best of them. You know, yeah. Bill is my guy. And we kind of met through Minister of Smoke also. Really? Yes. He told him about my ribs. We was already following each other. That's so funny. He messaged me. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a connection. And um, mm -hmm. he invited me to go with him um, to Charleston Food and Wine. We just went in uh, February. So I got all these experiences from people that I just met through barbecue and me and Dylan text and talk all the time. 
got another guy named Aaron from Plates by the Pound. We text and talk all the time, and it's just amazing connection. And we kind of like basically have became friends. And um, it's amazing. It's yeah, really, it is amazing. Plates yeah. by the Pound, he moved, was he in Texas? Somewhere and then moved to Texas? Or he was in first? Colorado. Colorado. And now he's in Texas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to be opening a spot or something or doing so? Or... He's looking. Yeah. Okay, he okay. just got a, um, did he get a 500? He just got a 500 like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's funny too because I was talking to someone the other day about how we all know people like by their Instagram handle, but you yeah. don't like necessarily know what they look like. You'll meet someone. Right. That's a nice thing that because I, I know that Dylan appreciated that that you were there. Like that was almost like perfect timing that you guys were there. What are the odds that Daniel would be there? And then yeah, you got a chance to go to Fork Road because of that. And it just you know, and and he and he Dylan kind of connected me with John G. Oh, really? So I've been wanting to try him for a while. I think I got more win of him when um, I found out he catered Jennifer Lopez's wedding. I said, oh, I got to go try I didn't this. I know he did that? Yes. Ah. And that's, how, that's how I got on to him like that. I went up there one random Saturday, went up there early. Dylan told John G that I was going to be there. So he came out and he told me, you know, Dylan told me he was going to be here come on to the back. So he walked me through his restaurant, told me everything, gave me a few samples of kolaches, uh, uh, process. And it was like real embracing. I'm like, man, I don't even know this guy. And he's showing me love like this. And Dylan was the same way. I worked a pop-up with him. I never met him in person before. I went and worked a pop-up with him. And I mean, it's just like, I never thought in a million years stuff like this could happen. Mm -hmm. I've met better people in barbecue just in normal life. And I have to be honest, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a lot of love. It's a lot of love. So much love. And that's why people, when they hear what I do, it's like, it's hard to explain kind of what I do, but they hear about my passion for this. They think I'm just like this rabid meat eater that I just want to like, I don't like I yeah. eat barbecue and it's not like the food's important. The food is very important, but it's right. the community. It's the people. It's, meeting people like I would never have met you guys in any other walk of life. Like it's just, we just would, there's 365 million people in the United States. Like I, the odds, but you guys are so great. And I love talking to couples. I, I I love that because people get a chance to really get to know you. They get to see the looks that Brittany gives you and back and forth and kind of like when you say something, no, but it's like, it's honest and it's real and it's loving. And it's, I just love, I, I love, I love people. And that's why I do this. And I like to share people's stories and I, when I hear someone, someone says, oh, I listened to your podcast and I went and visited this place, it makes my heart feel so great because that's the reason why I'm doing this. I'm trying to help us because I'm kind of trapped helping my mom, not trapped in a bad way. I'm just here and I, I want to help you guys out so much. And I've wanted to, I've, I've been, I followed you for a long time and I've seen what you've done, but I, but I finally, after I talked to, I'm like, gosh, I, he, he's somebody I've wanted to talk to you for a while. And that, that's when I reached out to you because I. Had been wanting to pull the trigger, and then I just finally said, hey, "Let's see if he wants to come on the show." So I'm so. Oh man, hey, if you had, if I had known this, uh, I've been listening to you about three years. <laughs> I, I, I know at least about three years. Wow, thank you. So I would always, you know, listen to the podcast um, while I'm cooking because that's just my. It, it it helps motivate me, even though I'm already cooking. It boosts my morale just a little bit more every time. Yeah. And you seem to know, you know, 
the right things to say to people and it, it's an embrace you. that you, you do. It's something that you do that I just can't put my finger on. Everybody doesn't have that skill. You know how to Thank talk you. to people, basically. And I learned it from my mother. She's my mom would my mom, my dad and my mom would go to like a party or go somewhere for an event or something because my dad was in the furniture business and he'd set her off. He'd say, Go, and she'd meet everybody and come around and she and he'd he'd always say to her, How do you know you met this person for three minutes and you know they have kids and this and that and blah blah blah? And he's like, I've known these people for 20 years. I don't know. So <laughs> right, right. I think it's a curiosity. I'm curious to be I love people and I, you know, I just this is something that I love and it's 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 interesting. It is weird though to edit myself because you know we all stammer, we all say ums and do things. But it's interesting to hear yourself like oh, hundreds, yeah. of, hundreds of times doing it. So it's funny. But after a while, I'm I'm used to it. But it's I I I really really appreciate. Is there anything that people need to know about you before we go? We sell out very very fast. That that is like one. That's of good to know. And we love what we do. We put our hearts into it. So it's not just food for us. It's definitely about you never know how you can make somebody's day. Um, just a, by put a good plate of food. A good plate a good, of food. Yeah. yeah. Change someone's day with a plate of barbecue. That's a big yeah. deal. Yes. So yeah. we've, had, we've had people come back two or three times at a pop-up. The same day? Same day. It has happened. <laughs> I love that. That's I'm like, a... I'm like, what is wrong with you in a sense? You know, it's like, no, wow. Going crazy. Like, they're in line again. again. So we're like, did we what come did they, did we forget? Like I gotta get the other people. I'm glad you're back. But I thought we okay. Well and also too, you know, like did we do something wrong? Or yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah like we leave something off. But I could see someone coming back too for your desserts, like realizing I you know, I should have got more desserts. I should have gotten yeah. more sides. Yeah. That's crazy. It did I don't did you you did say sausage. No, I, I kinda I have tried. I really want to get back into sausage because um it's a cheer wine sausage. You know, I, I keep talking about John G and Dylan, but their sausage, Dylan has a jalapeno cheddar. Oh my God. And John G's cheer wine is another oh my god. That sounded so good. But I about. mean, all their food, you know, I mean it's it's A1 quality, even though it's not A1. You know, <laughs> they still have amazing food. I give them their props. So uh, Now people will have your story along with their story. Like, I'm glad I'm, because there's a lot of people like doing these that in Texas and talking to only Texans. But I wanted to, like, I love Texas barbecue, but I wanted to talk to people all across the United States because, you know, you guys are off the beaten path and I want people to know. But it's, uh, now they have three places, one, two, three. But also, have you been to, how far away is Damp Good Barbecue? That guy. Oh, he's in Raleigh. Raleigh. Uh, How far is Raleigh from? I think that's two hours, two and a half, three hours from us. Yeah. Someone, someone wrote me last night and said, "Can you tell me some places in Raleigh?" So I yeah, gave him. I want to go uh, try him. Skylight, Sam Jones. Uh, it's another place up that someone told me about. I can't remember the name. There's Lawrence Barbecue. There's um, Longleaf Swine. Is Lawrence? Lawrence. Is Lawrence. Yeah. But there's a place called Longleaf Swine that I just love that name. It just sounds so interesting. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. It does. I don't even know what it is. It could be a tea place, but it's, I, I think it's like whole hog, but. It, okay. Okay. Yeah. But they're like off, you know, there's so many places cropping up and then, you know, but I, I thank you so much. What, what's your social media so people know? Scott's A1 Barbecue, Instagram and Facebook. Easy enough. 
And the the web your website would be your Facebook page, right? That's the most. Is that the one that you update the most, or both? Well, we actually don't even have a website. Yeah, official, official website. Um, so pretty much uh, the Instagram and the Facebook uh, they feed off one another because yeah. I do pretty much all the posting on stuff like that and um, getting the word out about the flyer. Um, another thing for people to know is uh, I post a flyer on Monday before that Saturday. And it's also pre-orders. So all that intertwines up until Thursday. So from so Monday to Thursday, you can do pre-orders? Pre-orders for Saturday. And that's the so cutoff that's, is Thursday. Yes. 12, 12 p.m. 12 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> not, yeah. that they, not that they'd be ordering from like yeah. right. from uh, Idaho, but uh, the, I could. So, okay, so then is it so you could order online, and then is there a certain line for that for pre-orders, or is it? Well, normally what we'll do is uh, we'll try to get the time that they think they'll be there, and we'll have the food pretty much hot and ready for them, and they can just come off to the side and pick up their pre-order. They don't have to okay. wait. All right. How how do you guys feel at the end of the day? Pretty tired. It depends on the weather. <laughs> the weather. Yeah. So if it's like now, it's it's a perfect day outside. Yeah, you feel pretty good. You know, drink your water, your Gatorade. Um, but if it's like blistering, ninety five plus degrees, oh. beat down, bad. Yeah. Those does are worse. Does it get pretty humid there? It has its days. Yeah. It has its days. So, oh, oh, I wanted one more question for Columbia. Columbia is in between what? In between, like if if someone was looking at the map, Charleston and no, oh, where is it? Green, pretty much. Anderson? Greenville, because um, Columbia is pretty much the center. Okay, center. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Charleston, the Greenville, Florence. It's pretty much around everything. Myrtle Beach, you got to, you can, you can pass through Columbia to go to Myrtle Beach or any of those other places. If you went, say someone was was visiting Charleston, how far away are you guys from Charleston? Two hours. Two yeah. hours. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I hope you have a good day tomorrow. I hope that. Appreciate it. Yeah, and I'm so curious to. I, I can't wait to visit. I now I have so many people on my <laughs> list. Yeah, yeah. I saw you was running down the. Uh, Kind of like the East Coast a little bit. Yeah, I've been trying to kind of just because there's a lot of there's a lot of open spaces that people haven't talked to people, and I want to, you know, I want to make sure. Thanks, Brittany. I'm glad you were on Thank this too. This I appreciate important. appreciate you guys so much. Yes, Have a good thank day. Thank you.